I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. We're so excited to have you here this week. So thankful for our sponsor of today's show, Dave and Taylor Nichols out of Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for contributing to the show and for paying Kevin's salary. Very much appreciated. Oh, sorry, very much appreciated. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> and, uh, and just thankful to all of our listeners. If you are interested in sponsoring an episode of The Remedy, all you have to do is go to tovacito.com. Click on The Remedy and then click on Make a Contribution and any amount is so appreciated. You could be, you could be the sponsor of our very next show. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of our contributors and thank you for listening. Okay, as always, y'all are in for an amazing treat because fan favorite, Janice Gant, my favorite, Janice Gant. Uh, nice, thank you. <laughs> Kevin's for sure favorite. <laughs> That's Definitely. so nice. Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Well, we love having you. It's always such a treat. And um, I, I personally am very interested um, in what we're talking about today. Uh, I think it's a fascinating topic. Um, I don't know why it came to me one day and I was like, how have I, how have I, not thought of this before because I think it's a question that a lot of people have and it yes. is can people really change can people really change and and I guess the answer just to I mean we haven't even spent one minute talking about right. it but the answer is yes because because if people can change you as a therapist wouldn't have a job Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or they might come one time, but not the second time. Yeah, but if your answer was like, nope, there's no hope nope, for you. Sorry. sorry. Nothing we can do here. Suck it up. <laughs> but I think that the question is one that people want to know the answer to because it's hard. Like change is really hard. Change is, it seems to be very slow. For right, a lot yes. of us. Yes, um, it seems to be slower for the people who are on the other side of us. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we're wanting someone to change, right, um, then it, that seems to take longer than we like it to. Um, and we, I guess, I guess we're all a little fearful, and maybe it's just me, but I doubt I'm the only one. That if someone does change, will it last? Right. Can it last? Right. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of big questions that I have for you today. And I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be speaking on a whole bunch of people's behalf when, when I ask these questions, because I think that there's people in all of our lives that we're wondering, are they, is, are they really ever going to change? Are they, right. or, or are they always going to be like this? Right. Like, is this what I'm stuck with for forever? Whether it's a child or a partner, or a husband, or a wife, or a business relationship? Like, am I in this for forever? Like, right. Or is there ever hope of change? So, kicking it off, I would just ask you what your thoughts are. Like, can people really change? I think that people definitely can really change, and I think that they can change 
for a lifetime. And I think it is, just as you already said, it is not easy. It's not really complicated. It's just not easy. Mm. And so... I think that's a really important thing to say and an important thing for all of us to hear. It's not complicated, but it's not easy. Right, right. It's and good. and it's, you know, it, it's really physiological. It's kind of like developing biceps or developing, you know, more ab muscles. Because what we're talking about with change is that it has to begin with the brain. Mm-hmm. It has to begin with the thinking. I think that that behavior... So well, I don't think it. I know it. Thinking creates feelings, mm-hmm. and then we behave out of our feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. Let's start. Let's start that all over again. Say that one okay. more time. Thinking creates feelings, mm-hmm. and then we behave out of what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Okay. So if I feel angry. Then, then there, I am making up a story about something. Mm-hmm. Somebody did something to me, or somebody said something, and I took it personally. So that's my thinking. So let's say, let's say one, one of the things I teach couples to do is to say, so when you walked out the door today and shut the door and slammed the door, I made up a story. That's in my head. Mm-hmm. That's my thinking mm-hmm. that you were angry with me. And because I made that up, I made myself feel angry, sad, scared, whatever that feeling is. Mm-hmm. And then you can ask for what you want. But most of us react to something that has happened and we're not even aware of our story about it, and then we feel something, and then we take action based on that feeling. So if we're feeling... That was based on that thought that may not even be true. Right, Is right. Is that what you're saying? Is right, that right, right. Well, it, it might be true mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. that's how that happens. So our feelings... So if, if people are... If the people come into my office and they're really, really sad, let's say they've got some depression, mm-hmm. then... And we get, get them on a little bit of medicine or something that will help with the neurotransmitters and and make it possible for people to start to feel a little bit better with before they go through this whole changing process. But one of the things I'll always ask them is, what are you afraid of? Mm. Or what are you sad about? Tell me what you're thinking in regard to your marriage. Mm. I'm scared. Well, what are you thinking? I'm afraid my husband is going to cheat. All right. Okay. So, you know, so you, you go to the thinking. Because the thing about change is that that really is the only thing I can change, is my thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's the good news. I can change my thinking. Mm -hmm. What happens, Tova, is that a lot of, well, a lot of people are taught at a very early age what to think. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I, I think, I don't know if I said this on, on this show before, but when I was 42 and I was going through my divorce, I was standing at my, my uh, dry erase board in my office. I'd just gotten my license and I had on these floral pants and I looked down at my legs and I was like, 
who bought these pants? It was just not. Can you imagine me in a pair of floral pants? And no. And so and so I I realized that I had I was wearing what the people in the neighborhood mm-hmm. were wearing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I, I had never really been taught to own my thinking. Mm-hmm. So my thinking is also what I want, mm. what I like, how I want my life to look, how I want my marriage to look, how I want to dress. Is this me? Mm-hmm. Do, you know, so, so what I, so I went home and I looked in my closet and I was like, oh my gosh, I had shirts with all this stuff dangling <laughs> off of it. And, and I just started taking stuff out of my closet because it wasn't me. And then I had to go through the process of figuring out what was me. And so I started looking at fashion and tearing out, I would get magazines and tear out photographs of what I liked. And what I could see myself wearing. This is so fascinating. And I then, can't even imagine you not being like that. I had no idea. There were a million things oh. I didn't own my own reality about, my own thinking, because our thinking creates our reality. Mm-hmm. So, like foods, I, I, there were many times I would eat things that I just kind of liked, or movies. People said, Do you like that movie? And I'm like, Yeah. Never even thought that I did. My religious beliefs, you and I have talked about mm-hmm. this a lot because I was raised in a really kind of fundamental church, and and they definitely told me what mm-hmm. I should believe. And mm-hmm. so I bought it hook, line, and sinker without ever really thinking, does that, does do that I really, really believe that? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to me? And then when, after I got my divorce and I started kind of, I put all of my Baptist stuff on the shelf and I started thinking about what I really believed. So I went through the Bible and wrote down only verses that talked about God's love. Mm-hmm. And I put them on index cards. And I would, when I was driving carpool or something, I'd look at my um, cards because I had stayed in my marriage because God hates divorce. And I felt a lot of guilt and shame about that. That's that. I mean, I know we've talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit before. Mm-hmm. But, but, so then I started reading things uh, about, I read the Bhagavad Gita, I read stuff about Buddhism, I read all different sort of interpretations of, of the Bible, and kind of started putting together my own belief about things, mm-hmm. and came to realize that there were a lot of things that I had believed and would argue endlessly as a truth that I didn't in, any more believe than a man in the moon. Mm. But it was just ingrained in you. It was, it was what in, you've been told. I was taught that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. nobody said to me, well, what do you think about that? Mm. Do you believe that? You know, I know I've told you I don't I don't believe in hell. Mm-hmm. I think that is in, so, so incongruent with a uh, loving God. And people can, I know there'll be people who are listening that will disagree with that. And that is absolutely okay because we want to own our own truth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and what happens when we're taught something i have this reading i was going to read it but i think i'll just talk about it and then we can if if uh, if it's still unclear i'll read it okay but what happens is is we have a conscious mind which is our thinking in the moment Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. so what you have on your cute white shirt, you know, the green background, all mm-hmm. of those things, that's in our conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Then we have our subconscious mind or our subjective mind, which is the 
Well, the, the conscious mind holds on to all of those experiences that we have. Mm-hmm. And with repetition, as those neural pathways or neural pathways are formed in the brain, then that becomes our subconscious mind, which is our deep beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, me talking about certain people going to hell, which I did years ago, and that was just a... a a belief that was formed through repetition Mm -hmm. through my parents Mm -hmm. and the church and all of that. So Mm -hmm. then, so the way we change is we, first of all, is we want to look at our life honestly Mm -hmm. and say, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. What do I like? What do I not like? Because when you look at your life, you will see your beliefs because our beliefs create our reality. Mm-hmm. It's our behavior. Yeah. It, well, we're going to act out of our mm-hmm. behaviors or, you know, I believe in the whole abundance concept. And I believe that if I hold on to resentment and anger, that that's going to be a block, that that's mm-hmm. going to can keep abundance outside of me. Or yeah. if I don't believe I deserve it, mm-hmm. then I think we'll, if we have these deep beliefs like that, then we'll mm-hmm. sabotage some things or act mm-hmm. out or whatever that is. And mm-hmm. so, so as we look at those at situations in our life, then we start to think, okay, now I don't like this so I can change. You know, I, I when I got my divorce or before that, I blamed everything on my husband at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then one day I was sitting in a meeting and I realized that I had picked him. Mm. And so it really was about me. Mm. And he would say things to me like, I, I wish you could hear how you talk to me and the difference. Compare it in the way you talk to your friends. And I would be like, nah, that's, you know. And <laughs> But then when I started really looking at it, he was right. And so I was able to roll my eyeballs back into my own head and think, I can change me. Mm-hmm. Because I can change my thinking. We create new pathways. One of the things that causes dementia and Alzheimer's is in the synapse gap. There's So we have neurons. And, and there's a, a neuron and then there's a gap between the next neuron. And that's a synapse gap. And we can accumulate what's called amyloid plaque in there that isn't dissolved. And so that, neuro, that neural pathway is dead. Mm. And that's what causes those memory losses. So yes, it's really interesting. There's a really good YouTube, um, I mean, a TED talk on that. It's very brief, but it's really interesting. And, and so what, what research has shown us is that two things that really help with offsetting Alzheimer's and dementia is two are learning to play an instrument Mm. and learning a language. So I'm taking Spanish (laughs) (laughs) right now, (laughs) right now. No, I am. I practice. I've practiced today already on my Spanish (laughs) because what happens when we learn something new, we create a new pathway. Mm. So we can't dissolve that hard amyloid plaque that's blocked that neuron or that pathway, but we can create new ones. Mm. That is so interesting. And so that's how we change. I'm a big mantra fan. Mm -hmm. 
One of my favorite ones is I deserve to experience divine abundance because I'm a child of God. Or, you know, let go and let God. Or waking up in the morning and saying, today's going to be a great day, which Mm -hmm. sounds really cheesy. But it starts to form a new pathway in your brain. And as those grooves are traveled with thinking, those grooves become deeper in our brain. And then the old neuro pathways that we don't like, like life sucks and I'm a victim and everybody needs to be nice to me. I've lost all my friends because everybody out there is a freak mm-hmm. or mean mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, The world is against the me. The world is against mm-hmm. me. All that victimization. Victimization mm-hmm. is nothing but a, but a thought. Mm-hmm. And so as we, as we travel the new pathway, the old pathway scars mm. and it goes away. So... You don't have to spend the rest of your life on the same belief because some of those beliefs, I mean, eventually I'm going to remember how to count to 100 in Spanish, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's those grooves. I'm, I'm doing it so often that those grooves are being formed. Mm-hmm. Some things are going to be harder because of some of the things that I learned, let's say, when I was eight, like caretaking people. It's a great example. At eight years old, a child's brain is developed to the point where they can look around the environment and figure it out and figure out what they can do to settle the system down if the Mm. system isn't working. And that's where uh, people-pleasing, caretaking, being a sacrifice, sacrificial lamb to everybody, Mm. that's where that begins. So if you're 40... And that started forming when you were eight, that's going to be a hard one to change. Mm-hmm. I really have to work at that when it comes to something that's going on with, like, say, one of my children, mm-hmm. is I want to fix it, and mm-hmm. I feel like I need to rescue. And then I'm like, no. So my new pathway says, you know, so-and-so has a God. It is not me. Mm-hmm. And I can love mm-hmm. and not fix mm-hmm. and not caretake. Mm-hmm. So that pathway that I've worked on for several years gets gets the need stronger. for that. Yes, it gets and even it gets stronger. stronger. And the old one that says, I'm going to caretake, I'm going to rescue, I'm going to, the scarring and the disappearing um, goes, it, it's, it's also taking place while the other one's getting stronger. Yes, okay. yes. And what happens is it is, so it's kind of like a tire track, those neural pathways. So... In the, you know, like if you're on in mud and you keep going down there and then down uh, a muddy road and your tire makes a groove. And then when you're coming back and you kind of slide, it'll go back in that groove. So in moments of trauma or or when you're not being mindful about what you're doing, the go to response or reaction is like your tire getting back in that track. And then as we turn the wheel, which is our thinking, and we take it out of that tire track and we keep repeating that, then we won't stay in that old Pattern. track mm-hmm. as long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll probably struggle with that for the rest of my life, but I have lots of mantras and images that really help me realize that I am not God, mm-hmm. and I don't have to rescue. And sometimes when I rescue, I'm denying somebody the, digni- the dignity of their own experiences. Right. That's a really great way to say it. God, that's and really good. That's robbery. Yeah. 
Because I needed to go through every painful experience I've ever gone through. Without somebody always finding your pathway, your coming to your rescue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember a lady saying to me one day in an Al-Anon meeting, she said, you know, honey, if you're tired of being a victim and tired of being a doormat, why don't you get up off the floor? (laughs) It really was. I was so mad at her. (laughs) Because I liked it when they were like, oh, oh you, you poor, poor thing. thing. You yes. have had it so bad. And I would be like, I know. You know what, though? I mean, it's kind of like when Mark Craig, after I lost my children, and I went to oh, go yes. see him yes. at the church, and I'm going for pastoral care and advice about what to do now with my life that my children have died. And he says, well, what are you going to do? And right. I'm like, well, I don't know. That's why I'm here. And he I'm was agree forever. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And, you know, he said, well, God didn't put you on this earth to sit around and cry about your dead children. And I mean, I, I, whenever <laughs> I tell that story to like a group of people, they gasp. I'm I sure mean, like, they do. But you know what's so funny about you saying that is like, OK, as individuals, we have we have pathways. But as society, we also have pathways you are absolutely right so if somebody loses somebody they love all of a sudden not only did I feel like I was a victim all of my friends all of my family put me in the victim category Mm -hmm. treated me like a victim Mm -hmm. and so the blessing of the person coming you know being out of the ordinary I think this is why good like great friends make right. all the difference in the world because they get you out of your go-to. They'll tell you the truth. Yeah. And they'll be kind. Yes, of by course. By saying, you know, you're going to have to stop being a victim mm-hmm. because victims don't get anywhere. Mm-mm. They Mm-mm. rescue themselves by coming by becoming a perpetrator themselves. So you get into that victim triangle. Yeah. And that victimization, you can't experience abundance if you're a victim. No. And I have to say... As someone who's worked really hard to come out of that, now getting to the other side of it, and not that I'm there is, I'm there, um, whatever that means. But I, I do. It is so easy for me to to see a victim, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, I I want nothing to do with not those people because they're children of God, but those people I can't spend a lot of ener- of my energy with because I, I can't, I can't give, I get like you, I don't, I, I can't rescue them. Right. There's nothing I can do. I'm not going to be the catalyst for them changing. Right. Yeah, it's just not a healthy space for me to be in. Well, it sucks the life out of you. Yeah. It's an energy suck. It is and, an energy and suck. And that's now it, I don't want to say that there's not a place for grief and there's sure. not a place for sadness, you know, that it takes a very skill. I mean, Mark Craig was or is is he still alive? Isn't yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that he, it, you know, he's a very intuitive mm-hmm. man and he mm-hmm. knew what, I mean, what needed to be said. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think God works through other people to For speak sure. us the tr- speak the truth to us in loving kindness, For sure. although we don't want to hear it. Yeah. But getting it, us off of our go-to, I mean, I think that's, I've, I have never heard this explanation in all my life about why or how people change. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I have always said my default is, 
and but what I didn't know, what I was saying was that my go-to it, because it was because my brain has operated this way for so long. Like I fight myself for sure. sure. I sure. know, sure. I know what my pathways are. I know where I can, you know, what feels easy for me to revert back to. But I also know what takes a lot of work for right. me to to do it another way to do. And it's usually the opposite. <laughs> well, you know, Tova, when you think about like 12 step groups, like for sex addiction or alcoholism or Al-Anon groups or all of those, they, it's a new way of thinking. And that's why people go to meetings is because they keep hearing the same message. I mean, there are 12 steps. There aren't 190, Mm -hmm. you know, so they keep hearing the same message over and over and over again, and it helps to form those new pathways in their brain. Mm -hmm. That's why if somebody's trying to get sober Mm -hmm. or stay sober, and they're like, I don't want to go to meetings. I don't like being in there with those people. I'm like, you need to go to meetings. Mm -hmm. There were days that I went to Al-Anon meetings three times. Wow. Because I needed it so bad because I was sicker than most, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so it, so really, it, that's what that is. And that's why mantras and uh-huh. prayers, you know, even, you know, the Lord's Prayer, if you pray the Lord's Prayer and, it's, and you're really thinking about it, it'll help you. It'll help you pull you out of that or, mm-hmm. or reading Scripture and taking it in and being mindful of what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I had a woman in my office just the other day who said, you know, my child is just wired that way. That's just how they're wired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. They've learned it. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten, and there's always a payoff mm-hmm. for those things. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was acting like a victim, I got people being like, oh, mm. you know. And then my three best friends came to me and said, if you don't start going to al we're not going to listen to you complain anymore. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, they so, were my Mark Craig. Yeah, yeah. you know, get, and get and you off of your old ways of of being and thinking. Right, and you know, this is a this is definitely a spiritual concept because Jesus said, "Hold on, just a second. I ha- I just saw this the other day, and I want to make sure I'm reading it absolutely correctly." Um, oh, it's on the floor. <laughs> It says, uh, it is done unto you as you believe. Mm. And there you go. Mm -hmm. As a man thinketh, so is he. Mm -hmm. You look at your world, you don't like what's going on in your world? I don't know. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? Are you telling telling yourself, I don't deserve this? Oh, everything sucks. Everybody has more money than I do. Mm -hmm. I'll never have enough money. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll never find somebody that's going to be my partner. I so believe that that whatever we put out is really what we get back. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I do believe a thousand percent that we we create whatever barriers exist in our life. I mean, of course, stuff comes that is out of our control. Sure. But I think that there's way more that that we create. I mean, 90 percent, if not more, of the problems that I've had in my life have been from either my creation or somebody that I love creating right. that. And right. What, right. And, and so now we have to go through X, Y, or Z because of this, this 
thing that we have created that never needed to exist, that never needed to happen. Well, and you know, we look at we look at all of these experiences that we have. So you, let's take you and the loss of those children, which is so big, I cannot even wrap my brain around it. And the thought of you going through that absolutely rips my heart out. And yet, look at what you do. Look at the people you reach. And you would have not done that. No. And I do not for one minute think that God had anything to do with right. that. Right. I think that there, I mean, we do have genetic things. We do have mm-hmm. experiences that were, you know, color of our eyes and things like that, that we have no control mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. I don't think you, I don't think you brought it to yourself. I don't think that God gave it to you. Right. But what I do think is that it's all good. Right. Yeah, Once you get through the pain, yeah. it's all good. It is all good. So you know, I I, I don't I don't use the word mistakes mm-hmm. with my kids. I don't believe in mistakes. Mm. I think they're all learning experiences. Mm. Learn the lesson. Throw away the experience, because mm. that is going to help really us good. evolve. I think that, I think that my first husband and I were perfect for each other, <laughs> because well, first of all, I have three fabulous daughters. But more importantly than that, I needed him to help me grow up emotionally and spiritually. Mm. And the difficulties that we had in our marriage provided that opportunity mm. for me. Really and good. I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, what that does is you you have to give up your victimization in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And because you're not going to change your brain and you're not going to change your thinking mm-hmm. if you're being a victim because you're just pl- going down that victim highway in your brain right and so is you know i think that talent um is probably more biological Mm. i think that we can enhance talent by practice Mm -hmm. you know i i used to play the piano a lot and i was pretty good at it and but i would have i wasn't going to be a concert pianist Mm -hmm. because i didn't have the talent Mm. for that Mm -hmm. so i think that that's but I don't think that we are born, you know, a hothead. Mm-hmm. We learn it. Right, right. I don't think that we're born to experience life that sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I've, I, we've talked about this before, but I remember being in your office and I was talking about my temper and I was like, but you know, my mom, my, I'm Spanish. It's, it's in my Spanish blood. And you're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Nope, that's not why you have a temper. You learned it. You know, you learned it from your mom who learned it from her dad. And, you know, it's just so you've got to break the chain. And I was like, God, like I didn't, I really did not. I really thought I was just born this way. And there Mm -hmm. are things, like you said, the color of our eyes. Right. How tall I was going to be. Right. There's just a measure of, of me that I can't control. But there is the every, my soul and my spirit is is all mine. It is. I mean it really is all mine. Well, and you know Tova when 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 we want to change people, we can ask for what we want from people, mm-hmm. but we can't change them, but what we can change is how we talk with them about it. So in other words, we can take our own aspect of it and and positively influence somebody. Mm-hmm. 
But as you know, if I ask my husband to do something, sometimes he'll say, "Well, I think you're trying to change me." And sometimes I am, and I'll own it, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I, I, yeah, kind of," <laughs> you know. But I know I can't change, so we can ask people to change, and that's what couples therapy is all about: is is people learning, creating new pathways in their brain about how to respond to one another, and learning a boundary system to keep other people's stuff out of their. You know, not being thinking it's you're doing this to me, you're just doing it, and all of those things, and that's all in the brain. So, what's so empowering about that? If is if people don't like something that's going on in their world, you can change it. Yes. So that being said, if it, let's just say I've always had a, a temper, uh-huh. and I am just determined that I don't want to be like this anymore. Um, how do, how, uh, okay, I, I understand I've got to create new pathways. I've got to understand that I've got to change my thinking uh-huh. in order to change my behavior. Um, and, and it seems like it's all about intention. It's all about being fully present right. in this moment because if I start to get triggered and something makes me angry, I can, I can be aware of it and say, oh, there's that anger. Right. Okay, I, my default my old pathway is to lash out and react. I would like to continue to create new pathways where I breathe and I don't take this personal and I think about what's really happening and I respond differently. How long, <laughs> how long does it take in order for that whole, pro- how long until the good reaction or the better reaction is my new pathway? Well, I think that, let me say that I think that one of the things that is really important, I believe this, and cognitive behavioral therapists who strictly do cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, some of them don't believe like I believe, and I'm not, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who, I mean, it's not about somebody being wrong or right, we just think differently about it. Yeah. But this is actually cognitive behavioral therapy, is what we're doing. You know, we're changing the cognitive, the thinking, and then that behavior is going to change. So, um, but I like to look at the childhood piece of that, as you and I've talked about Mm -hmm. before, because it really helped me with my rage. Uh, I would get angry and I would just immediately go into rage as far as yelling or something like that. And And I realized that I had learned that from my mom and my grandfather. And, and so, that helped me a lot because I was like, oh, okay, that little girl in me, that's what was modeled for her. Just mm-hmm. like somebody making a pancake or a recipe that you remember. Mm-hmm. That's behavioral. And so we learned that that reaction, mm-hmm. which is, is, wasn't, it's very immature, mm-hmm. but that was my mom doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes a pathway in that subconscious brain yeah. we react out of. Yeah. So I think that piece helps a lot because then it's kind of like, okay, wow, that little girl really learned that. And we try to connect with that little girl in my book. We, and it's called the shame game. Uh, I'll throw in a commercial, but it's it, really good. <laughs> thanks, it's, it, but it's helped me so much. But it really helps to kind of really connect with that little girl, and then it'll pull you back into your adult self because adults. Part of being an adult is being responsible, and that's the ability to respond instead of being reactive. Mm-hmm. So as we pull ourselves back in our adult body, 
and we start to practice that, you you you'll get it pretty quickly as far as being able to say, oh, wow, looking back on it and saying, okay, I really did do that and going and making amends for yelling or something Mm -hmm. like that. But it takes a while. I mean, I would think it would probably take people a couple of years to really deeply change that. Mm -hmm. But the moment you start to change it, Mm -hmm. it starts changing. Mm -hmm. So So you're headed in the right direction. You're headed in the right direction. have a behavior that you don't like anymore that you really want to change. I mean, that's that's your first step is is acknowledging it and then creating, being very intentional about creating new pathways. Yeah, yeah. I I okay. So I'm just gonna ask probably a difficult question for people who are listening who are going through infidelity. Uh huh. Uh huh. So um, if if there is someone who's listening and they are they are. Just uncovering big pathways, destructive, destructive pathways about their significant other, mm-hmm. and there's either infidelity involved or there's addiction involved, like pathways that that have been there for a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that it takes a huge leap of faith <laughs> to to you know nobody gets married to get divorced, right, right, and. <clears throat> And so I, knowing that people can change, but how difficult it is for people to change, how likely, if, if I'm just asking on behalf of all those people that are listening who are, who, are, who are in a relationship where they're looking at behaviors or staring at a behavior of their significant other that scares the living hell out of them. Mm-hmm. And they're... They know that their partner, that it wasn't, that they didn't do it to them. Right, they, it's right, just right, their right. behavior. Right. It's their, it's their pathway that it's, they didn't wake up and say, oh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to really blow up my marriage today or whatever. Mm-hmm. How even, so let's just say the husband or wife who's been caught in whatever is terribly sorry, wants to change. Um, how likely, I mean, how knowing that these pathways are full of deep, deep pain and a lot of work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, to overcome. I mean, what do you say to those people who come to you? I know, because I've mm-hmm. <laughs> sat mm-hmm. on your couch mm-hmm. and said, how how likely is this to happen again? Well, I think that it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, the thing about like sexual addiction and eating disorders and that sort of thing. Yeah. The thing that makes that really difficult is that that is a human hunger, hunger for sex, hunger for food. Mm. We have to eat. You know, I, there's not a man in the world that would say we don't have to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot, a lot of women. <laughs> But it is a deep, deep, deep human desire. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it hard Mm -hmm. because that's such a powerful desire. Um, If somebody came in and they said, my husband or my wife uh, has been acting out sexually, I would say the chances of them getting through this and, and staying faithful to you 
are going to be really slim if they don't go to treatment for at least 30 days, maybe 60 days, that they get into 12-step programs, that they do it just all the time Mm. in order for that. Because the thoughts that drive that behavior are, you know, very juvenile. It's like, well, I deserve it. Well, my wife isn't sexual enough or I'll never get caught or some of those mm-hmm. things. And so it, it's difficult. I mean, there are people who stay sober with that, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's hard. It's like crack addicts. Mm-hmm. Crack addicts, are, it's really hard for them, or heroin addicts. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really hard for them to stay clean. Mm-hmm. Because that drive and that desire to use Mm -hmm. is so big. And then, you know, part of the issue, too, in a situation like that is when when that betrayal has happened, on the receiving end of that betrayal, that person has their own heck of a journey to be able to get through it without a giant resentment. Mm -hmm. You know, I creates a lot of issues yeah i i don't yeah it's hard it's really hard and what does that look like what is that resentment i'm sure that becomes a new pathway oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah then well all of a sudden- and they probably learned that people need to be punished for what mm-hmm. they do and they take things personally and all of that and it's very difficult to take a sexual betrayal not personal oh, because it does affect you greatly but it really isn't about you right. it's really about the person but but for them to to that resentment is going to be anger and bringing it up over and over again mm. and totally withholding sex mm. after maybe I mean sometimes in treatment they'll tell them to go home and not have sex for a period of time mm-hmm. but um but it's it's very difficult because it, it's such a deep mm-hmm. deep deep hurt mm-hmm. and you know if somebody is in my opinion if somebody is having an affair Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> yes. You know, it's yes. not okay. Yes. It'll never be okay. Yes. And, you know, with women, I just think, why would women do that to other women? Yeah. We need to get the girl club tight. Yes. So we don't yes. do that because it is yes. so painful. Yeah. yeah. And it's difficult for people to stay together and to have a really happy marriage. Although I have clients that have. So it is possible, but... And you really believe these clients are happily married? Yeah, I have I have a couple that... Uh, I actually saw their children, and they have been... They've been together for years wow. since, that, since uh, the betrayal happened in their marriage. And, and you know, it's... But it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they separated and lived in separate houses and, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. I just, those those big pathways where it's, you know, addiction of some sort or, it, like you said, especially with sex and eating because we have to eat. It's a and, human desire. Yeah, it's a human desire. Which is confusing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't need alcohol right. or we don't need right. crack or we right. don't need cocaine. But, but, but the sex, and we don't, I mean, we don't need sex. I mean, but, you know, like I say, (laughs) people would debate me, (laughs) but, but we want it and we like it and it's Mm -hmm. a drive, Mm -hmm. you know, our sexual desire and our sexual hunger 
is is human and it's beautiful and it's God given to us so that we can populate the world and so we can feel a level of connection with our partner that you simply can't feel any other way. Right. Right. You know, right. and so it's it's a very precious yeah. thing that I, you know, I hate that we've gotten to the point that there's so much of it going on although it's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it it's it's not good. No. It's it is not okay. No. So don't do it. If no. you're doing it, stop. <laughs> I so I could not agree yeah. more. You know, you know how I feel yeah. about that. So <clears throat> I think I think this is very hopeful. I think this has yeah. been incredibly informative because good. because I do I mean, I know that people can change because I know how much I've changed. Yeah. I mean yeah. from from religious abuse. And that whole mental, you know, that I've completely changed about that. I've completely changed my anger, my temper. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've created all new pathways. I mean, my kids, from from the time they showed up to who and, and who I was then to who, I mean, I just defaulted all the time when they were yeah. first here. I didn't know any other way. No, you know? no, I was me just too. doing what I what I knew. Yeah, and even though I did, even though I desperately wanted to do it different. I yeah. didn't know how, but it, but it's so interesting to me that it's just about creating new mm-hmm. pathways, and it's the repetition, mm-hmm. and so it's just doing it and doing it and doing it, and and intentionally. I mean, it's like you have to wake up every single day. That's well, that's why I think devotional and quiet time oh. is is so important because it sets my day. Well, and I was going to tell, I was going to say that, you know, read good books Mm -hmm. about, Mm -hmm. you know, your devotionals and, and Louise Hay has a great book on how we create illnesses in our body. Mm. It's called You Can Heal Your Life. And her, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful book aesthetically. It's like watercolored looking pages and stuff, but she has mantras and with all sorts of different things. And really, dive into this and get your mind flooded Mm -hmm. with the truth that you can change, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's yours. Right, right. You know, I mean, you will have the strength of the universe behind you. And and think about that. Like, that's that's an amazing thing to say, but I believe it. Oh, I I know it. I just, I so believe it. And, And we create... We create that energy. We create it everywhere we go. Well, it's there. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is claim it That's and tap exactly into right. it. That's exactly. You know, right. you don't. It's God is not Santa Claus. <laughs> we just we don't have to beg and ask. Mm-hmm. We just have to tap into it. It's all around us. It's so true. I think it was a book that you told me to read, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was a book about our energy, and it said that um, that. We oh no 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 it was Stacy our, our oh, friend Stacy who had me read it, but it was a book that talked about how our energy has the ability to affect a room full of fifty people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I either way, uh, yes. positively or negatively, yes, either way. And no matter where we go, whether it's work or to the grocery store, or in in our homes, I mean, there is. An energy and, mm-hmm. and, you know, an energy exists, yes, but we have the ability to change that energy. And we change it through our brains. We change it with our thinking. And that is 
amazing. Yeah, like, it's amazing. It is amazing. that, And so that is so hopeful to anyone who's listening, who's just in this like, wah, 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 <laughs> you know, l- l- part or, or in their life. Like it is all in between your ears. Like it is. take control of it. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. one of the best things that I started doing in 2016 when I was going through mm-hmm. separation and divorce is I got a gratitude journal. And oh. I, I talk about it all the time, but I think every single person should do it. It's called the five minute journal. I get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It takes, they should really call it the three minute journal because uh-huh. it doesn't <laughs> take any time at all. Mm-hmm. But I always struggled with my devotional time. Like, oh, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Am I going to do it? Am I not going to mm-hmm. do it? Until I got this gratitude journal. And it's, I literally cannot wait to do it every morning. And the Love days it. that I miss for whatever reason, it really bothers me. It, well, when you're in gratitude, you're out of self-pity. Mm. You can't be grateful and mm. feel sorry for yourself at the same time. That's probably and, why it works so well. Well, and that's the, the the interesting thing about our brains, too, is that we can only have one thought at a time. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like the thought you're thinking, then d- replace it <laughs> because you can't hold on to two of them. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I was just listening to who was I where what was I listening to? I'm trying to think, but they were talking about how um joy or happiness is is really in your soul uh-huh. because you're not always thinking a happy thought. Oh, it was a podcast. It was a Oprah podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it was with the, the one of the ones with Eckhart Tolle when it was uh-huh. like getting the life you want. Uh-huh. And he said that a thought, the average thought, this is so fascinating last 12 seconds. Oh, interesting. So happy people, you think happy people are just always thinking about rainbows and butterflies. It's not true because the whatever happy thought you think they're thinking that makes them happy, it only lasts 12 seconds. So they're not replacing one happy right. thought after a happy thought after a happy thought. I mean, of course they have things that aren't so happy come across their brain, but the happiness that they have exists in their souls. Well, and you know, the thing about those, the, the, we're going to think some negative thoughts. Sure. We're just going to. Of course. Emmett Fox talks about you treat those thoughts like an ember that pops out of the fireplace and it lands on your jacket and you just quickly brush it off. Mm. So when you find yourself there, you go to another thought. And I think that that, I think that our emotional reality becomes stabilized as we, as we get outside of our self-pity and we get into joy, then that becomes, we become full of it because we were born full of joy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and full of abundance and full of abundance Mm -hmm. claiming Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's what we were created for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to anybody who needs to change, it's all up to you. It's all within your control. To anybody who wants somebody else to change, give it up (laughs) (laughs) you can ask for what you want but (laughs) but then that's it that's all you can do is is ask what you want so let me ask you this and and we'll close with this if you for somebody who's been thinking um let's just say uh whether it's they're dating or um or they're engaged they're not married yet i think when you're married it's harder to discard for lack of a better word, uh-huh. even though if if you want to get out, you should. 
not, you're not certainly not stuck because you're married. But of course, if you're dating or or engaged, it's just easier, right? Um, the less untang- unwinding and untangling. But if if somebody has said, "I'm going to change," "I'm going to change," "I'm going to change," but they're not changing. I mean, at what point do you say, "Okay, I just can't"? How do you know when it's time to walk away? I think I I don't know. I think you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired, <laughs> you know. And it's like you know, I don't. I think mm. it, it when it starts to cost you you, mm. then it's time. Mm. That's really good. That's really good. I'm glad I asked that. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure that's the right answer. I don't know that there is one, but that's what I think. Mm. Yeah. When you've just when you just you know if you. If you are finding yourself being just terribly depressed or contemplating suicide or mm. anything like that, it's or just it's, beaten down. Yeah, just, just beaten down, just tired, so yeah. tired. Yeah, and people have different tolerance le- levels. Now that's true. But you will know. You'll know what you need to know when you need mm-hmm. to know it. Isn't that the truth? I love when yeah. you tell me that. I love that. I too. so believe in it. Me too. I tell p- other people that all the time. Yeah, it's great. I stole it from you. No, I didn't. I didn't make it up. I stole, <laughs> you stole it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't make up anything. I steal everything. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> well, thank you, Danis, for being here. I love you, Tova. Fabulous as always. Thank I, you, Kevin. You're going to help. Thank you. So love many you, Kevin. Love married you guys. man. Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> Y'all, we didn't even celebrate that. Y'all, listeners, <laughs> Kevin got married. Oh, yeah. This is I our did. first recording since your big wedding. It is. I just got back. And I he mean, went to Hawaii. I did. It was Y'all, great. He's, okay, if somebody wants to see pictures, because they're, they're <laughs> so cute, even though it embarrasses you, how do they find you on social media? Um, You can just check, uh, go to, I think my handle on Instagram is at krebling, and you can also find me on Facebook. Okay, well, it, they're, your, your wife now is beautiful, and y'all, you're going to crack up where he got his wedding ring. It's actually really pretty. <laughs> Tell everyone where you got your wedding ring. I got it at the gift shop at the Dole Plantation for 28 bucks. <laughs> I was running out of time, and I'm like, that'll work. <laughs> A simple man. It's perfect. Yep. A simple man, Kevin is. <laughs> Very. A man well, of simple taste. <sighs> well, thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Remedy with Povacito. To get more information, sponsor an episode, or contribute to this program, visit us online at povacito.com slash podcast or find us on social media.